Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hello, traders. Another episode of Finally Friday. So I hope you had a good week. And as always, I wish you a good weekend. I'm going to make a very short podcast today. One, because I'm short on time and I'm busy here at Optimus Futures, but I still wanted to do a podcast uh, to be consistent and uh, always uh, bring things to you um, that I think are very important. And today, uh, what I would like to talk about is really the the differences between the successful traders and the unsuccessful traders from a perspective of the narrative that they're engaged in. And again, this is not coming from a judgmental place. It's coming from just the reality that I encounter. And just to put things in perspective for you guys, so you know how one behaves and the other behaves. If you fall on the side of the guys who are not so successful, again, it's not criticism, but it's really to just make you aware that you're not the only one who are Um, having those kind of difficulties or having this narrative. So let's talk for a minute about, you know, successful traders. Um, I find that the stories that they tell are very, very boring, meaning that uh, from a perspective of when do you do well and when you don't do well. This is like you ask a successful trader, when do you do well, when you don't do well. And so they do well, they say, when I obeyed my, my trading methodology that I developed. When I obey it, you know, things really go well for me. And when I, and things don't go well is when I don't obey it. Now, even when things don't go well within the method, they admit to it. They say, look, I took the trade according to the method. I got stopped out or it didn't work out and it's fine. It's just some things just don't work out because it was done within the method. On the other hand, there, the other times that it doesn't work out with them, for them is when they don't listen to the method. So they're actually very accepting of the fact when they do listen to their method, things might not go well. But again, the successful traders that I come across, they say, I work with my system. And when you tell them, when are you disappointed at yourself? They say, well, when I don't listen to my system. So for example, a trader might be, I would say... 
up on the day, let's say a certain amount of money, and he feels a certain level of confidence. That, that happens to successful traders too. So all of a sudden they take a trade that it wasn't within the method. And that's where they're disappointed. So again, every discussion with a successful trader is really revolves around his method. What happens within his method, the good trades and bad trades within the method that he accepts, and the things that happen outside of the method when they don't obey it. And this is where they say, I'm very disappointed that I didn't listen to my system. I went on intuition. I went on anything, um, you know, I, I, sorry, I did things that were emotional and things of that nature. And so that's really the, the gist of it. Now, obviously, there's some depth that they add to their method. They're talking about their mistakes that they commit, when they, they commit them, and so forth. Now, the other side of the not-so-successful traders, and I'm t- talking specifically about people that are just full of rhetoric and stories and just like have an excuse for everything. And I'm going to tell you this. Successful traders and unsuccessful traders facing the exactly same reality, the same market every day, whatever they trade, whether it's futures or stocks or forex or foreign bonds, whatever asset they choose to trade, they all face the same reality. And this is very important to remember because sometimes some traders think that their reality is different than anybody else's. So what do they say? You know, well, when their sex things do not work out, they don't say it's my method that they didn't work out. No, their method is the best, you know, and best in quotes, of course. So why didn't it work out? Well, it was because of the HFTs. Those HFTs, they interrupt prices, it's high frequency trading, they steal, you know, money from retail, and it's impossible to trade. Other things that they say is the volatility. It's really, really high volatility. It's just impossible to make this kind of volatility. It just creates too many uh, fluctuations in the account and it's just impossible to trade, which I'm not saying is wrong, but again, successful traders face the same reality. You know, it's the same thing. I am not saying that on bad days, you would have successful traders and unsuccessful traders, you know, having different results. They might end end up, you know, with the same results, but the way they go about it could be different. They might stop during certain times when the volatility is too high for their method, or they have the courage to continue trading through volatility because they trust their system. You know, something that amateurs don't when they get, you know, stopped out one or two times, they say, maybe my method sucks. And when the volatility is too low, they say, well, you know, it's just the market is dry and my stops just got hit all the time. It's just there's lack of appropriate risk and reward. So again, they either blame volatility that's too high and then it's too low, right? Then they talk about, you know, the fact that other people stopped them out. You know, that the professional traders went after their stops took them out of the market and now you know it's just there's no point of trading so because you wherever you put the stop you'll be taken out again professional traders face the same thing however they accept that within their method they use a certain parameter and it just didn't work out 
But they say, look, it just didn't work out. That's all it is. For whatever reasons. And many times it will not work out. But they don't think there's just a king of stop losses sitting there. You know, I shouldn't say king, but the god of stop losses sitting there looking at Joe Schmo saying, you know what, I'm going to stop him out. Look, markets move. That's the bottom line. Markets move every day. And they're not after your stops. They're not aiming at you. They just move the way they move. That's that's what I truly believe in. Now, certain ranges, obviously, you know, if the market is very volatile or I would say wide, not necessarily volatile in the way we think that, you know, that when there's insane volatility, but let's say the, the ranges are wide and you're putting very tight stops, well, clearly you'll be taken out. So, so you have to think about operating not from a perspective of your own personal financial preference, but really how the markets work. Then I hear that the markets are manipulated, right? So, and if they're manipulated, then the small guy does not have a chance. Then they talk about technical analysis does not work out. And they say, I tried everything. I tried traditional technical analysis. I tried Fibonacci. I tried uh, Elliott Wave. I tried market depth, you know, volume analysis, order analysis, whatever you have. I bought all the books. Nothing works. Nothing works. Okay, nothing works. What can I say? You know, again, I think that essentially going from one method to the second method to third method and dumping every single one of them without understanding where things went wrong, things will go wrong with every method. I'm not saying that you should trade one method for the rest of your life, and I'm not discouraging you from learning other methods. But if your method does not work, you have to get down to the bottom of why is it not working, right? Why? So if, if you apply apply certain things the same way in different methods, it doesn't mean that you change something. Okay, listen to this again. If, if, if you're changing method, and, but you apply things the same way, it's not necessarily going to change your results. So it's important. What other things do they say? Fundamentals have changed, right? The fundamentals of the markets have changed. So it's impossible to trade with those fundamentals. Then recently, everybody's using this term market structure. The market structures have changed. You know, it just became a buzzword. You go on CNBC, you go on uh, Fox News, um, Fox Business and or CNN Business or, you know, any of the other Bloomberg structure. Everybody likes to talk about market structure. I don't even know if the analysts know themselves what they're talking about some half the time. It's just they're using it. What, what does it mean, market structure? There's just, it could take so many meanings. But again, retail traders repeat the same thing. They say, oh, it wasn't because the market structure have changed. Okay, fine. You know, if a market that was going down like oil that went to negative and now it's making new all-time highs, you know, there's a thing called supply, demand, and inflation. It's not necessarily because market structure changed. Fundamentals of supply and demand change, you know. Of course, there is market structure that changes. It is. But when it becomes a buzzword and retail starts using it like, oh, yes, you know, to sound intellectual. Oh, yes, it's the market structure. Come on. It doesn't impress anyone. So let me go back to the original point. The original point was that successful traders and successful traders face the same reality of the market. Absolutely the same. How you go about... You know, everything else, 
is that's what makes the difference. So let's talk for a minute about successful traders. They have experienced losses. I don't believe that there's one successful trader out there. And the more I talk to them, the more they're open about it. They say, you know what? I tried a number of times until I got this. Now, again, you know, from my perspective, I, I get it that nobody has endless endless amounts of risk capital. I, I really get it. At some point when you run out of risk capital, you should stop, especially in something like futures that is a leverage product. It's not an investment vehicle. It's a pure trading vehicle, in my personal opinion, or or hedging from, from, from uh, you know, for those who have the physical inventory or they have, you know, the underlying asset that they want to hedge. So again, to me, this is for the retail crowd, this is a trading asset. It's not an investment asset because it's really hard to invest in a leveraged product because of its volatility. Sure, you can take a long-term view on something, but again, because of the fluctuations, because those are macro contracts that are traded, whether it's a crude oil that the whole world uses or S&P that the whole world uh, portfolio managers revolve around that index, it's very hard to take a very long-term view on something like that using a leveraged product. So given all those challenges, I, I truly understand where everybody c comes from. But what, one thing you should not become is a real frustrated trader. So you don't want to sit there and just use those endless amounts of excuses and talking about the markets. It, there are periods that will be bad. Granted, Granted, there are periods that it's very, very hard to operate, and I find that collective losses across the market, it could happen. But in the long run, you know, what you should really do is really start um, thinking for yourself. Because I find that, you know, when we have a crowd that screams HFTs, everybody all of a sudden joins the same thing. Or somebody says market structure changes, all of a sudden everybody uses the same thing. What you have to do is separate yourself and say, you know what, I am just going to drill, a micro drill, on every single transaction that I took. I'm going to understand why I took it. I'm going to understand the risk and the reward. I'm going to learn tremendously from my um, good trades, what I've done right, and focus on that tremendously so I can repeat the same um, behavior in the future. And at the same time, I'm going to focus on the micro um, contracts. Sorry, I'm going to, to concentrate on the micro elements of the unsuccessful trades. I, today, everybody's talking about micro S&P, micro crude oil, and everything else. And I wanted to make an announcement shortly, so it's already in my head. So again, apologies. So again, you're going to micro analyze the successful trades, which you've done right. You're going to micro analyze the not so good trades that you've done and you're going to see the difference between the two again pay more attention to the the things that you're doing right so you teach yourself you know to focus on that as opposed to understanding why you know um about the mistakes because i i, I believe the many of them the things that you might perceive as mistakes there just might be the market it's just be the markets behaving this way 
That's what it is. So the goal for you to say, you know what, this trade that I took, was it part of my method? Is it a good method? You know, what am I doing right when I, when I do make money? And when things don't work out, what am I doing wrong? And you start scoring it. That's the beautiful thing. You know, people who keep journals, for example, they score their trades, regardless of whether they make money or not. They say, you know what, this trade I took because I, all the things lined up for me. You know, my method, my risk, my reward, my timing, everything. I did the setup, the follow-through, and I executed the trade. And that worked out. And then you're going to say, look at the bad trades, and you're going to say, you know what? I skipped three things and out of the five that I have, and I still made money. And that's still a bad trade, believe it or not. In the long run, you didn't obey, obey your method. So it's important in analyzing good trades versus bad trades. It's not just whether you made or lost money. It's important to analyze if you followed through with all the necessary things. You could make money, and that's the scary part. You can make money sometimes even when you do, excuse me for my French, you know, I have a job, okay? Because... The market just plays in your favor, and it happens sometimes. But in the long run, it will not last. So it's important, extremely important, to understand how on the good trades, all the things that you've done right, on the bad trades, whether they made or lost, what you've done wrong, and, and you'll be able to do it. So if you had some sort of, an, let's say, you traded and you followed five trades on the day, and every single one of them lined up, and let's say you made money on four out of, of the five, right? And then the sixth trade you took, and it made you more money, okay, based on intuition, it made you more money than the other four. Well, guess what? That was not a good trade, and I'm happy that you made money on it, but it will not happen the next time. Or or I should say it will not happen consistently. Because on that score, you should give yourself minus one because you acted on intuition. So your goal, again, is to line up all the good things that you're doing when you make money, when you follow all the methods, judge objectively when you make or lose money, and ask yourself, is it my method? Is it is it me not obeying my system um, or, or or any other reason? Right? It's important to analyze that. So again, at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned how good traders talk about their method. Um, you know, they either operated within the method or outside the method. And again, even professionals make mistakes. They make mistakes. They, they, when they make too much money, they might give it back because of some arrogance because they made a lot or they have an, a certain objective for the month that they surpassed and they felt like they could take extra risk and those kind of mistakes cost them very dearly and could set them back into the negative for the month. So again, you know, stay disciplined. Think about what I said and, and, and I hope it helps you. Since I mentioned the micro before, I wanted to tell you that the CME is launching on July 12th, the micro contract on the crude oil. Of course, we will have it. It's a smaller way to trade the crude oil contracts. We actually, on our community site, if you go to community.optimistfutures.com, I put all the uh, contract specifications over there along with a banner that you can actually click and, and it will take you to an FAQ page. Uh, about it. So if you want to trade it, 
definitely uh, worthwhile uh, looking at it as opposed to the big oil contract. Right now, oil is probably making new all-time highs, you know, that they haven't done in a long time. Not contract all-time highs because they were in, in higher prices, but I think for the year, we're probably close to all-time highs. And so, it, you know, those of you who are new but attracted to this specific commodity that could be very, very volatile sometimes, even more than the actual stock indices, and you want to take a look at it, definitely worthwhile starting from the micros. So having said that, again, I wish you a good Friday. We would love to earn your business. Before I give my uh, platform and company a plug here, I just want to remind all of you that my my main goal here in this podcast is not to promote um, you know, futures as a tool that uh, that you don't have to think when you trade it. It requires a lot of thinking and you have to be uh, above average in being a successful trader. Having said that, just remember futures trading involves a substantial risk of loss. Best performance is not indicative future results. Please use only risk capital when you trade futures. That means that your livelihood and everything around you, your family, yourself, you know, your shelter, your food takes precedence over your speculative needs. I would love to earn your business here at OptimusFutures.com. Call us or get in touch with us through the site. If you want to call us, it's 1-800-771-6748 and local is 561-367-8686. And also a little plug to our platform Optimus Flow that's becoming more and more popular and a lot of people give us very good feedback on it. So if you're looking for a platform that is free, has fast execution and has all the features that are necessary for you to trade, I welcome you to to test it out or call us and discuss this. Again, for the last time now, I wish you a really phenomenal weekend and I will see you on Magnificent Tuesday next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.